Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Craft Brewed Sports. I am Mike, with me as always, my main man Scott, and this is Craft Brewed Sports. Scott! Tap this keg of sports knowledge, man. You pump up or deal. Alrighty then. What's up, buddy? Not a whole lot, man. You have a good week? I had a okay week. Just it was okay? Long. Yeah? Yeah. Work was dragging down. <laughs> I hear you, man. It was a short week. It was supposed to be like a four day week, and I put in more hours this week than I have any other week. I can just wait and It was for one Friday of those night. weeks I kept thinking I was a day ahead all week. <laughs> I woke up Thursday and was like, oh, oh, gotta do this all one more damn time. So, That's like the worst feeling to yeah. be a day ahead. It's, it is. The, I mean, during the week, it's not as bad, but once you catch that end of the week where you're like, fucking, it's Thursday. I got, oh, it's only Wednesday? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And then that's it, what happened. Then Wednesday it really hits. Yeah. Then it really hits on Thursday when you're like, "All right, fucking Friday, ah, <laughs> fuck you." And this is my second podcast of the week, so yeah, I've been, I've been cheating on you. Yeah, man. I, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's been double dipping. Not promo in the show on the other podcast. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's whatever. It's hey, I not by name, but <laughs> I definitely did go on ahead and mention. <laughs> I didn't mention you though. I said I have a beer <laughs> podcast. There's no mention of you. I didn't say me and my buddy. I just said, yeah, I got a beer podcast. I didn't want it to, to them to get all upset that I mentioned it. No, so. yeah, I totally get it. You, Although you didn't once say my name on the air, so you can't really pull that card with me. So, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's totally fine, man. No, and it's... it's I get it. I get it. You, you always give me shit about wanting to... 
leave. One's and... live and one's edited, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought they were going to be like, nope, cut, stop. You can't promo your own personal shit. So I figured I'll just drop the line about, hey, I got a beer I... podcast and somebody might be like, wait, that, that's got dude. Let me find him on, uh, oh, you know, oh, crap, root sports. After oh, you told me, I Google searched Scott Kaiser beer podcast, and we did come up as the number one Google uh, result. So, so if somebody does listen is. to that and search for it, they will find the show. Good. As long as they put in that exact sequence, Scott <laughs> Kaiser beer podcast. I don't know what happens if they don't put that in. It's probably just, I don't know. Um, so Porn. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even think about porn after this Miss Cleo's punishment. I've had to. I had to respond to two oh. more. I did respond to two more this week, and <laughs> dude, it's fucking brutal. I learned new terminology. We'll talk about that in a little bit before oh, tease. <laughs> before we get into that, though, uh, let's talk about what we're drinking today. This is the last week of February, and we have one last uh, special beer for Black. the month of February. This is Black Raja. Black <laughs> from the brew kettle. Can we now say this what? beer didn't land on Plymouth Rock? <laughs> This Plymouth Rock landed on this beer. <laughs> White man's beer has been holding these black beers down for way too long. Sure, so, we can go ahead and Yeah, say now it. that we're at the end of the for month. For anybody who may not figured it out. So, shout out to Joe for getting it right off the jump. Right like off the bat. First, yes. first week with the Brooklyn beer, Joe, right off the bat, was like, I think I know what the theme is this month. And we didn't even say, hey, we've got this hidden theme, or hey, right. we've got a theme. We Try to figure it yeah. out. Joe, Joe called it right out. out. He's like, Twitter, I think like, I got the I got I know it. your theme. And he, <laughs> and he was 100% accurate. Uh, yes. it's, it's February. It's Black History Month. So we've done black beers. Fight the power! <laughs> All month long. I've only drank half of the beer each time because I'm only half black. <laughs> so little little show behind the scenes secret there too. I've only drank half the beer each time. The other half of me was offended. I'll let you pick which side was offended by the black beer. Oh, shit. Um, I think we've had a pretty successful run of black beers on this show. Uh, well, except for last week's just horrendous black raspberry chip beer. That was bad. That was bad. I called them out on the podcast, actually. Did you really? Yeah. Nice. I, I went nice. on ahead and just dropped that. I hope I, 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 we're talking about the Fiona cookies, and I was like, yeah. well, I hope they taste better than the, the balls-ass Braxton <laughs> beer. That sucked. <laughs> it was gross. That was... Ugh, that was a rough Hands beer. down the, one of the worst beers I've ever had. It was bad. And to make it worse... We uh, so Mike had had the uh, Mad Tree Rubus Cacao, which yeah. is their version, their black raspberry, you know, stout, which was out two years ago. Yeah, and you know, not as much fanfare because they didn't have the hype and the collaboration with the ice cream. Yeah, had one last night, courtesy of Mike, and it was infinitely better. It was exactly what I thought yeah. that the Braxton it's, beer it's would so taste much like. flavor to it. Yeah, and, and the, it's raspberry, and you get the dark. Yeah, the, the, you get the flavors of the chocolate. It did not taste like somebody had ashed in my mouth <laughs> and then poured a stout behind it. Like it was not. It was. It was good. I enjoyed it. So if you're going to go raspberry chocolate beer, go get yourself a Mad Tree Rubus Cacao. Save yourself the. BS hype of <laughs> Braxton. I noticed after we did that show, there's this, uh, there's a Greater Cincinnati Craft Beer Fan Facebook page, and there's a new trend going along on the Facebook page of people doing drain pour videos. 
for just balls ass beers. If they don't like a beer, they pour it down the drain. And there's been a couple of Listerman's launches recently, and one dude poured uh, one of their launches down the drain. And somebody said, "I wish this was a trend when Braxton had launched Graders." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I because it. I mean, it was. Look, and but, usually we usually buy like a six pack or whatever, so they come in a four pack. So we bought two four packs, yeah. and that meant Mike and I each got four beers versus a usual six. Now, there's been a couple times based on having guests and whatnot that we end up with a couple more, whatever. Yeah. But generally, we have three beers per show. Well, I was all excited because it's like, oh, we're gonna have this extra beer and this is gonna be good. I only finished two last week and then the, had poured the third, dumped it out. And left Mike with the le- there was three leftover yeah. beers. And I gave you traded beer. me the two Rubus cacaos I had for the three, <laughs> three graders. And, and you know was, what? I actually think I I think I still ripped you off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I'm a I'm a goddamn beer fan. I I finished them. I I choked Eat. them down and finished them. The funny thing to me was I told my wife I was like I'll try to get I'll, maybe I won't have my extra one and I'll save that for you so you can try it. And then when she came down to try it before the show, she was like, don't worry about it. You don't have to save this for me. It's so bad. But this week, we've got Black Raja from the Brew Kettle. Brew Kettle. Black. They've, <laughs> they've been on, uh, we've done uh, one of their beers before with uh, Dark Helmet was one of the beers that we did of theirs. Also, tougher than we thought to track down beers that have black in the title. It that was wasn't our thing. easy. That yeah. was our thing. We it, it needed to have black in the title. And even at this time of year when it's all dark beers, there's plenty of dark beers to choose from, but not a lot that actually have the the word black yeah. in the name of the beer yeah. somewhere. So. I thought I was going to have to like go fancy with it and do uh, Negro Modelo. I actually was going to ask you before we decided this if we if we got caught up and couldn't find anything would Negro Modelo count? I thought if we, that was my fallback if we couldn't find something. Yeah, but then I I thought I'm like I don't want to broach the question because this I don't even think that's a craft beer. It's just I don't think it is. I wouldn't count it as a craft. beer. I wouldn't beer. either. And so I'm like but that. We, we, if we fell on hard we did times, honey brown. So right. <laughs> well, shout out to Jason. He always gives me shit about shitting on honey brown. Hey, all I'm going off of is the court case against Walmart now that we talked that's about true. last week. They're brewed at Genesee Brewing and that's right. isn't that who brews Honey Brown is Genesee Brewing. Mm-hmm. So this dude's saying it's not we'll see what the court says. We're gonna let the court I'm gonna follow that case let the court and see decide. what the court decides. We'll see you in court. Uh anyways, <laughs> brew kettle, uh black Raja, this is a black IPA. Which is different. It's very different. Um, for those of you that that may not know, IPAs are very hop heavy. They're very um, they they tend to have like a piney flavor, more hop heavy, citrusy flavor. Uh, black IPAs have roasted malt, so the same thing that they put in stouts and porters, they put in with these IPAs. So it kind of offsets. The idea is to offset the the hop flavor a little bit with some roasted malts. It's an interesting flavor. I'm about a beer deep at this point. Yeah, it's different. Very hoppy. I see. I think it's more muted. I don't think it's as yeah. hoppy as as some of the other IPAs that. So I've my had. thing is though, you know, I'm not super into IPAs. So that first sip's always bam. Yeah, hops in your face. That's and true. It, it's definitely got muted as it's gone. It's gone on, but it's still it's pretty hoppy. 
I mean, it's an IPA, so there's still going to be. Well, and it's throwing. Oh, no, I know, but I'm saying it's throwing me off because it's dark and yeah. it's hoppy, and I'm not used to having dark <laughs> right. hoppy beers. That's the thing. It's a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. There was a beer that I had in uh, Chicago. Listener of the show, John uh, John Hicks from Detroit introduced it to me. It's called Casper, and it's a, I think it's a porter, uh, maybe a stout. Anyways, it's, a, it's supposed to be a dark beer, but it looked like a Bud Light, and I, it fucked up my world because I was like, this tastes like a porter. And and it I think looks I've like a Bud Light. Of those that, that that there was a somebody. It fucks somebody you recently up. told me that that they had a blonde porter and that it was. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, like because you their mind. Your brain is expecting like this light flavor, and then all of a sudden you get hit with a a stout or a porter flavor, and you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and that's what this is doing because I'm not used to black IPAs. Or you're expecting black raspberry, and you get cigarettes. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, as always, we'll see how this one goes throughout the show. <laughs> but it is six point eight percent. So if nothing else, we've already. Proved... Well, yes. Yeah. Already, that, it's that's got the a leg up on the... that Mike's going to be all <laughs> shitty by the end of this episode. So see if you can pinpoint that moment again, folks. Find the spot. <laughs> and if you're looking for reference, I'm a beer deep. Like a minute ago, I'm a beer deep. So there's your point of reference. Try to gauge when I hit that. Two and a half beer point. If nothing else, we've proved this month that all beers matter. We did. Hashtag all beers matter. Yes. Goddamn right. Also, if we try to do this again next February, we are going to struggle. (laughs) We just got to stock up beforehand. Yeah. We got to just, we got to plan it out. Throughout the year, start getting beers that have black in the title. So this one's aged well. (laughs) Bought it back in April. There are a lot of beers out there with black in the title, just not stuff that we could find around here. Right, it was hard to get a handle on them. Um, which I guess I deleted what we had, but there's like back in black from Twenty uh, First Amendment Brewery. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a one that I was banking on being able to find and couldn't find anywhere. Uh, there's they're out there, right? They're just not readily available in Shocker. Cincinnati. I know, fucking Cincinnati's well, the black beer. Exactly, town. yes. <laughs> I'm surprised that I can't find something black in Cincinnati. Anyways, oh, you, you can just in the black of a police cruiser. <laughs> That's right. I said in the black of a police cruiser. <laughs> that was intentional. I'm not one beer dude. So. Uh, you want to get into some Upper Deck, man? Sure. All right. And as always, Upper Deck is brought to you by Audible.com. Log on to our website, Craft Brood Sports. Click on the Audible trial link at top and get yourself a sweet audio Audible trial. That's 30-day 30, <laughs> 30 trial. You can keep the Audible book there. You cannot... <laughs> We gotta I, rewrite. Guys, we gotta rewrite this fucking thing again. I know my guys get pissed at me when I say that, but I mean, hey, they, they give you the option. Get it? I don't get it for free thirty days. No, I know, but I'm just like, keep it, cancel it, whatever. <laughs> cancel? I don't. Yeah, just just go sign up. Give yes. it a shot. That's all we're asking. It's give it, great. It's a free thirty day trial. You get a free book. Give it a shot. Maybe you like it. You clearly like listening to shit. You listen to us. Right. So and if you listen to us, then... So go get a book. <laughs> fucking put some get knowledge, knowledge in your head. <laughs> Audible.com. <laughs> Alrighty. They should pay us for these fucking ads. They oh, really wait. Should. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, anybody remember uh, Rick Ankeel, the pitcher? Former St. Yep. Louis Cardinal, Fucking former asshole. Brave, former a lot of things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in case you're not familiar with him, he was a pitcher. He came in second in the Rookie of the Year as a Cardinal back in 2000. And then 
seemingly out of nowhere, <laughs> during his first full season, he lost control. He just went Chuck Knobloch. Right, in, in, in the playoffs. <laughs> <Started> just, <laughs> he threw five wild pitches in one inning, and it was crazy. I remember watching the game because it was against the Braves, first round of the playoffs, divisional series. And it was nuts. But I also remember thinking it was whatever at the time. It didn't seem like anything that would hang up, but it actually ended his career as a pitcher. He never fully recovered from what they call the yips. Yeah. <laughs> Ended up converting to an outfielder. But, uh, yeah, he revealed this week on an interview and on 590 The Fan that before the following season, before his first start, he was still so nervous, obviously, after what had happened the season prior when he, you know, out of nowhere lost control, that he chugged vodka before his start against the Diamondbacks. <laughs> and it seemed to work because he pitched five innings. He ended up getting the win and beat Randy Johnson. So, hey, all right, got to calm the nerves, chug some vodka. <laughs> But he did it again in his second start against Houston, and that didn't go so well. So he ended up throwing a wild pitch, walking five, and that was the end of the dr- vodka drinking experiment by one Rick Ankeel. Says that he only did it those two times, never again, never I'm calling, prior So first of all, that. I'm calling bullshit. I, I mean, he didn't just come up with that idea, so I mean... I, I feel like he probably had done it before. Had to have. He had to have. You're... You know he's after that he's looking back after those two starts he's like okay when was I at my best all right uh, these games I I played but what did I do differently what was, oh that's right I right. chugged some vodka Right. <laughs> also, in my head, when I heard this story, I picture Rick Ankeel, not even with like good vodka, like he's just got a handle of Kamchaka. That he, yeah, some Kamchaka that he picked up at the gas station on the way to the... I just need field. anything. Just just give me this Is that handle. rubbing alcohol? That'll do. <laughs> I just need to calm these nerves. Um, yeah, also, you know, at the same time, he, I'm trying to think. No, this was right after... That 98 was the season. So I guess Mark McGuire was still there on that Cardinals team when he got oh. the gifts. So, I mean, one of them's using performance-enhancing drugs, and the other one's just using a downer <laughs> to get himself to calm down. Oh, shit. Two different types of performance-enhancing drugs in the same Man. clubhouse. Go figure. What a difference in times, though, because like now they'd be like, yeah, I popped an Adderall. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funniest part, too, is, you know... It's not unheard of. I mean, David Wells did brag about pitching his no-hitter with the Yankees hungover. Yeah, as yeah. Shit. And uh, presumably there's been other guys. That Doc Gooden, who, yeah. who was it, high as balls. Right. And then we also know that in in other sports, you had uh, you had Maurice Claret getting his goose on, <laughs> chugging <laughs> great goose before practices. And uh, Ron Artest admitted to drinking Hennessy at halftime. <laughs> During uh, his Bulls playing days. So this is the first person, the first athlete to admit, yeah, I was drinking. You know, I I can't. So I can't judge too harshly because there's been times I'm sitting at my desk at work and I just get that final email that pushes me over the edge. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. And I go and grab a little glass of whiskey. You work from home. I do work from home. (laughs) It's totally different. (laughs) (laughs) Put that qualifier in there. Like, uh, not operating heavy machinery. I'm also not throwing a 90 plus mile an hour pitch at somebody. What Uh, about the people who are like, wait a minute, this dude was drunk throwing pitches at me? (laughs) I'm a B. 
pussies. That's what they are. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, though. All right, well, let's stick with oddball pre-pitching rituals here for a also, second. Also, real quick, though, yeah. when I first read the story, the first thing I thought of was, I just drank a fifth of vodka. Dare me to drive? <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> old, old Slim Shady popped into my head as soon as I read that story. So, by the way, uh, black IPA feels just the same as regular IPA when it comes Coming out of your, your nose. nose. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, fuck. It's all over the computer. This is, this is not good, everybody. Damn. This episode doesn't save. It's Scott's fault. Uh, <laughs> sticking with some oddball pre-pitching rituals. So Twins relief pitcher Ryan O'Rourke admitted that before every time he enters a game, he pukes. <laughs> he said it's, quote, a tradition that dates back to his college days. Uh, uh he said this to the uh, Pioneer Press, quote, it just happens. I'm pretty pumped up out there. I think everything is culminating. And as I'm getting ready for my big moment, whether it's energy or what, I like the competitive aspect. I think this is just a way for me to release a little bit of my nerves. O'Rourke made 26 appearances. <laughs> so that means he's thrown up at least 26 times in 2016. Holy shit, man. Now, I'm wondering, spring training just started. Does he get amped up? Like, are there, is there spring training nerves, too? Like, so, I mean, we say he threw up 26 times, but that's officially he threw up 26 yeah, times because that's, that's not counting any other appearances, maybe side sessions. What yeah. if he just warms up in the bullpen? Does he yak then? Like, <laughs> yeah, where's, what's the final? Like, is it, all right, I, oh, they just... They called me in. Here I go. All right, and I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when reading this story, the the college uh, team he was on, I didn't catch what college was that, but like the grounds crew, like they would have <laughs> bags for him because they knew about this. So, and he he talked about how he didn't, he doesn't do it in sight of anybody. Like it's not, you know. But I did see uh, a post from God. What one of their pitchers? It's the former Yankee and he's really fucking terrible uh, but he had posted on Twitter a picture of himself and it said don't puke on me <laughs> <laughs> so he was you know poking the bear so it's not it's not like it's a secret <laughs> within the uh, clubhouse so I mean some people just interview. get like that like the nerves just just take over I no, had a buddy I, mean, I get it I've heard of things like this before but I man. had a buddy in high school who and I you know I was super cool in high school and I was on the speech team and every Saturday we had tournaments and there was a buddy of mine that every Saturday would go into the stall and puke before the start of the tournament Tournament. That was like That's his crazy. thing. He was like, I just got to do it. I just got to get it out. And I'm like, oh, all right, man, you go do you, I guess. <laughs> I I hate puking way too yes, much to ever want to so do, do this. Like I, I, doing it on purpose. There have been several times I've gotten up on stage and been super nervous and felt like I could puke, but I wouldn't want to. No. The, and then think about it. Like, all right, he throws up before he goes out on the field, and then the whole inning he's pitching, you just taste that <laughs> shit in your mouth. Nothing, nothing, oh. like, nothing like going out in the mound with a good old mouthful of bile. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I can't even. Uh, just thinking about. Uh, also, he's, uh, he's not. <laughs> he's, it's not really that helpful. His ERA was like three twenty six, which is a reliever is pretty high. <laughs> Maybe he should chug some vodka instead of puking. <laughs> he should try Rick and Keel's route. That'll be puking after his, his pitching instead. Do you have any like pregame rituals before the show that you get all like no vomit? <laughs> I drive forty minutes down. Here. It's pretty pretty good ritual. 
I do the dishes. That's like my thing. Because oh, it's go. like, hey, now I can't get in trouble for going right. downstairs and drinking beer. And right. <laughs> I get the kids in bed. Get all the housely chores. Yeah. Done. In fact, I do the dishes too. I did the yep. dishes. Do tonight. the dishes. That's my that's my pregame ritual. Is I right. I do the dishes. Get in the zone. We get my chores done so I can go <laughs> go out and play. Uh, it just helps me focus. I just ah uh, yeah. If if we had to do this show without Dawn dish detergent in in my hair, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Wait, why is it in your hair? I you're, I get messy. You're piss poor <laughs> doing the dishes, man. I go quick. It sprays. It sprays everywhere. Wow. <laughs> um. Well, sticking with baseball news, kind of <laughs> three baseball stories. Jim's gonna love us, right? Yep. <laughs> if you if you loved the baseball episode, you're like Ooh, more, and if not, like half of our listeners, you you're like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> like, goddamn it, spring training just started. <laughs> you asshole said you wouldn't do this, but anyway, uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame announced this week that they will honor the all time greatest episode of The Simpsons. Mike, cue that beautiful beam footage. I love it already. Well, Mr. Burns has done it. <laughs> the power blend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that is the shit. closing song from the episode Homer at the Bat. And the episode features the voice talents of Hall of Famers Wade Boggs, Ken Griffey Jr., Ozzy Smith, and then Mike Sosha, Jose Canseco, Daryl Strawberry, Darryl. Don Mattingly, Steve Sachs, <laughs> and Hall of Fame steroid user Roger Clemens also made an appearance in the episode, all lending their voice talents. Well, the Baseball Hall of Fame will celebrate the episode's 25th anniversary this summer with a roundtable discussion at the Hall of Fame on May 27th. Show producers Al Jean and Mike Reese, director Jim Reardon, executive story editor Jeff Martin, and casting director Bonnie... Something or another. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be joined by Boggs and Smith for the roundtable discussion. This is awesome. I've never made the trip to oh, Cooperstown, man. and with all the Braves recently getting elected and probably yeah. chipper you know, next year or whatever, and one of these times I really feel like I need to get the Hall of Fame. <laughs> this amps me up to want to go to the Hall of Fame on May 27th. I wish they were doing I this on ha- this on Hall of Fame weekend. Like, I thought that they were cool. initially when I saw the release, and then I'm like, oh, they're just doing it on a random weekend. Yeah. That's gonna, it's but just, I love everything about this, because oh, the love. fact that This is my favorite Simpsons episode that, that was easily, ever done. Easily. And I need to, like, after hearing that song again and like seeing the story I want to go on the uh, the FX Now app where they have every Simpsons and ever watch and it. find it I got oh, I got to watch I've it. done that when they dropped that originally I was like well I know what episode I'm watching yeah. first and I went straight <laughs> to it I had it I, I had it saved on my DVR for the longest time and then I had to get switch of DVR and I haven't like found the episode like I know it's probably ran on TV but I haven't like yeah. like seen it on the guide to be able to catch it to have it back on the DVR <laughs> It's such a good episode It is it's so fucking funny. Ever just and I love that they're just like, yeah, I'm on board with whatever. So we were talking about it a little bit before we started the show. So um Ken Griffey Jr. had the tonic water where he got like all his swollen he, like, head. Yeah, he swole up. Yeah. Which is that just like an ode to steroids in the, in the I episode? actually think it might have been. Like, and it's because it Mr. It was Burns Griffey. was insistent on him drinking the tonic yeah. water because it was gonna give him some like extra and it's hilarious that Ken Griffey Jr. was the one that did it the one who like is revered as the one who never took any (laughs) he was the one that like took the PEDs in the Simpsons episode episode. yeah that is funny (laughs) Uh, let's see who else is it Don Mattingly Ozzy Smith 
fell into oblivion. Yeah, he just disappeared. He went to yeah. the, the carnival. Yeah, he <laughs> fell into the hole. Uh, Don Mattingly, the, <laughs> Mr. Burns kept telling him to shave his sideburns. Right? <laughs> shave those sideburns, you hippie. <laughs> he shows up to the game and is like half of his hair is cut up through the side. <laughs> what did I tell you about those sideburns? <laughs> Ah, uh, so good. Uh, that's that's when I found out about heckling in baseball. Was that episode? Oh, really? Because of them heckling, heckling Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, I would love to make a baseball player cry. It's just right. one time in my life, I want to do it. <laughs> so good, so good. Such a good episode. I love that. Um, I kind of want to. Also, at my job, we I'd reported like on this story. And I immediately I saw it on TV. We we called the name of the episode wrong. Called it uh, "Home Run Homer." Oh, yeah. No, and I'm like, not. that's not the name of the episode. <laughs> I immediately like. I usually am not paying attention to anything that's going on on our air. And I saw the Chiron, and I'm like, that's not right. The name is Homer at the bat. I know that for a fact. We we got that wrong. Pull and the graphic. Was, Pull was, the graphic. It was in the script too, so it was read wrong. Like I was just like, Jesus, man. I don't care what we we get a lot wrong probably, but I I don't care otherwise. Was it Ken Brew that read it? No. Oh, all right. I was gonna talk some shit on Twitter. If oh, it was. No, no. Ken probably has no idea what he would be like. Is. He'd be like, "What's the Simpsons?" <laughs> Damn kids! All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, let's switch over to some boxing slash MMA news. We haven't talked about this yet, and I'm proud of us for not talking about it. But I'm gonna fucking talk about it right now. So by now, everybody has probably heard the rumors that the McGregor Mayweather fight is almost a done deal. There's talk from both sides about how it's really close and they're nearing a deal and it's going to happen. I don't know if that's true. I'll believe it when I see it, but that's not what this story is about. Another great boxer in his time considered pound for pound, one of the best, uh, and another MMA fader, uh, fighter who is fader fader. You know, he is a fader pinpoint this part in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an MMA fighter who also is considered one of the best, uh, during his time. They want to get in on this action as well. Roy Jones Jr. has come out and said that he wants to fight Anderson Silva on the undercard of the Mayweather-McGregor fight. I think it's hilarious. Technically, he said it could be a double headline event. And I was like, well, slow your roll, Roy Jones Jr. Nobody gives that much of a fuck about a 41-year-old <laughs> fighting Anderson Silva. Like, the, it's not going to be a double headline. Like, it'll be cool to see you fight too, but... Nobody's tuning in for you, man. No. They're, they're tuning in for Mayweather McGregor. Uh, but he said it could, quote, be the biggest event of all time, period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sorry. He wasn't joking. He, he went to the uh, Sean Spicer school of promo, <laughs> period. Uh, anyways, he said uh, that's what he said. I think uh, since we're talking about May- Mayweather and McGregor here and the fact that it's not 2007, there's absolutely no need to, to double headline this event. Roy Jones Jr., Anderson Silva, it would be a pretty sweet undercard match, but that's about the extent of what that would be on that fight. I'm more excited to go back and watch the old Matrix 2 movie to see the random scenes that Roy Jones Jr. is <laughs> Anybody remember the fact that Roy Jones Jr. made a cameo? I didn't in, until you just said the that. <laughs> Matrix. He had a couple lines. Yeah, that's... I'm more excited to go watch that than I am to watch him do anything else in the ring. I'm just going to go fire up Fight Night Round 3 on Xbox 360. Right, there you go. That's pretty much the extent of my Roy Jones Jr. obsession was that game. 
because yeah. he was fucking great in that game. I enjoyed Roy Jones Jr. when he boxed. He was great. Yeah, he, he was, was fantastic, great. but I'm not excited to watch him do anything now. I think, I mean, it'd be cool to see him fight Anderson Silva because Anderson Silva's kind of over the hill, too. Like, he's another one that I was like, man, the spider in his time, he, he was great, but now oh, it's yeah. like, well, all right. It's definitely the geriatric, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. undercard. But here's, the, here's the undercard that would have been cool if we did this 10 years ago. Right. That's what that undercard is, This basically. is... <laughs> This the undercard is a picture of what the the fight the main event is only <laughs> added on about fifteen. Years. <laughs> oh shit! I uh, do you think it's gonna happen? I know we've talked about it before, but now that all these rumors are heating I, up, yeah, I mean, I, I guess as much as they're talking about it, it has to, right? I, I don't know. It it it. This is going to be just like when we talked about the whole Mayweather-Pacquiao thing, and they kept talking about it, talking about it, talking oh about it, God, and it was forever. happening, 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 happening. And then by the time it did happen, it's like I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's over now. And I, it, this hasn't reached that point because that took years. There is a yeah, there is a line of like this is hyping a fight and then burning it out. Yeah, and this is definitely one of those things where we've talked about it ad nauseum on yeah. the show before about how we just don't think it's going to be all that good. Even though we want to see what happens overall, it, you know, it just it has its You know what I want to see? Complete drawbacks. If so. it does happen, I just want to see the way in. I don't even give a shit about the fight. Right. The, the way in presser, would be The pre-fight presser shit. will be totally worth it. That would be I, I they, would, that would be, they could put that on pay-per-view and people would buy it. Right. They, I would. They should actually score the presser. I'd be okay with that. Harold Letterman. That might the- be the only way that you get a win. For... Jim, I got to tell you. <laughs> I mean, McGregor's going to lose the fight, but he can win. He, uh, he's the favorite in the presser. That's for fucking sure. I just want to see him throw bottles at Floyd Mayweather in the I presser. I just wanted to see him show up in the mink coat and scream and he doesn't give a fool. Oh, give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't care about anything else. Talking about his big Irish balls. <laughs> he wouldn't do that again, though. Connor doesn't go the same thing I, he twice. He doesn't, but I mean, I, I'm okay with an encore performance. That's what I love about him is he doesn't... He'd find a new way to incorporate his big Irish balls he into would, it. Yeah. He would, yeah. He might just put his Irish balls right in Mayweather's <laughs> mouth at the day of his presser. big Irish balls which would flop it in your face. Awesome. <laughs> be fantastic. Oh, Fuck, that's awesome. Well, there you go. So if the fight happens, there's something else to look forward to. And we'll talk about it some more if it happens. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've been talking about it. Like, I we know. dedicated a whole episode to if it could happen. But I like that, that we stuff. dedicated that episode to fights we'd rather see right. instead of that. Yeah. So, you know, we're still not all that excited. But hey. No. All right, Mike. Cue the bomb dropping sound effect. There it is. <laughs> Uh, by now, you've all heard that Cavs point guard Kyrie Irving insists that he believes the world is flat. He's <laughs> a fucking idiot. Like, it's, he seriously believes that. Um, we didn't want to give this any run last week. We just ignored the story because it happened over a week ago. We could have talked about it on last week's show, but it was like, no, we're not going to give any credit or any time of day to this moron talking about the world being flat. We all know it's not. But, most importantly, we have the one and only Neil deGrasse Tyson, who came in hot and heavy with his take on Mr. Irving's flat world take. And, well, TMZ did the interview, and we'll go on ahead and play the audio for you. <laughs> I love that it starts off with him laughing. So, okay, let me be blunt, okay? Uh, 
we live in a free country. So you ought to be able to think and say whatever you want. You hear that, Trump? If he wants to think <laughs> Earth is flat, go right ahead. As long as he continues to play basketball and not become head of any space agency. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> That's a no, great my, point. My he was point, in line for it. My point is, uh, if you have certain limitations of understanding of the natural world, stay away from jobs that require that. Okay? The understanding. You hear that, Trump? That's all. <laughs> That's all. That's all I'm saying. And we'll try to convince them along the way because I think it's better when we have an educated electorate rather than a scientifically illiterate electorate. Just better all around. You hear that, Trump but supporters? It's a free country. And I will... <laughs> And and he he can he can say and think it, and plus he's college educated, right? Last I checked, he is. Yeah, right. one year. So yeah, it's, it's, as long as he stays a basketball player and stays away from NASA, we're fine. Or what we do is take everybody who thinks Earth is flat and launch them into space. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then wonder whether we got budget to bring him back, right? <laughs> <laughs> Send him around Earth a few times, and then only when the last of them agrees do we then agree to bring them back. <laughs> Drop that bomb again. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson dropping truth bombs on one Kyrie <laughs> Fucking just awesome. Just awesome response to All right. being asked the question. So... We didn't talk about it last week, but let me ask you this question. So Kyrie said it uh, during All-Star Weekend that the reason why he said that was it was almost like trying to prove a point that people will run with the dumbest stories ever, basically. Which is total bullshit. That's a cover-up for his ignorance. So you think statement. he's bullshitting on the... He's saying, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just joking. Oh, yeah, that was damage control. Absolutely damage control, because... There's no, there's different ways of going about. Hey, I can do a dumb story and watch the press will run with it. Than saying something completely asinine and not like it wasn't like he said a tongue in cheek. Dude was serious. Like he, firmly, I didn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, where he said it all. Yeah, so no, I don't he, know how he, he said it. He was but. convinced, and he's like, no, I'm not. You know, not joking about this. This isn't. You know, then that's so disappointing. Was that's so disappointing. He, he definitely was I, trying to backtrack on it. I was like, said. all right. Cool, man. Like, you're being a douchebag on your friend's podcast. No. I get that no. because I've had friends come on this podcast and be, you know, nobody said anything that stupid. I was but, just going to say, just call the guests douchebags? No. I'm just saying, nobody's Good like, luck people's getting guests anymore. <laughs> calling them douchebags. No, people just come on and, like, on. you know, you, you're just there having fun with your friends. It's not like. Right, you know. Yeah, no, this wasn't. But this wasn't him. This was him trying to so do damage control. So he really, hundred percent. Do you think if Neil deGrasse Tyson bothered to respond and make this claim that he, if if he thought Irvin was joking, that's a good point. Like, that's I mean, a good point. they wouldn't have. They wouldn't even bother interviewing him and asking him. NDT's hey, if it was got tongue and tongue in cheek. Like, yeah, you know. That's that's a good point. Although maybe it is TMZ Sports, so maybe they would bother to. <laughs> no, ask him it, it, this is totally, like, this look, is totally, we got Neil you know, deGrasse Tyson. What can we ask him? Right. Ask him about Kyrie. All right, cool. <laughs> hey, is, man, what do you think about Kyrie Irving? And he's like, what? yeah, this is Kyrie. You know, realizing, oh shit, 
I sound dumb as fuck. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all will run with anything. That's, that's it. Huh? Fake news. This yeah. is fake news. <laughs> yeah. That's basically, that's a good point. After you put it that way, that's essentially what his answer was at yeah. the All-Star Weekend was like, this is fake news. Yeah. I, I said it, but I'm saying your words. You said. Yeah. <laughs> so you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, that that's what he did. And so it's like, whatever, Kyrie. It, and I mean, if you, if you think that, he obviously feels like, I mean, own it. Don't don't try to back off of it like later on. Just own I, it. Own your ignorance. It's 2017. How are there people that think the world is flat? But the problem is he's not the only one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's people out yeah, there. There's, I, there are people that are like that probably heard that and were like, "You goddamn right." About time somebody said it. <laughs> about time one of these athletes spoke up and <laughs> dropped dropping dropping the truth. Everybody out here just acting like the wor- world's all round and shit. <laughs> Finally, somebody that speaking Bigfoot up isn't real. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know how you support the. Uh, the I don't. The I just support Neil that. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> just. By the way, his name. Uh, every time I hear his name, I think of because uh, people call him. I don't know if it's DeGrasse or DeGrasse. I don't know how. It's I think officially it's DeGrasse, pronounced. I don't know. I don't every know. time I hear that, I think of Drake. Because he was on that show, Degrassi oh, High School. Yeah, yeah, so every yeah. time, womp, womp. every I don't give t- a damn about no, <laughs> no Drake <laughs> or That's Jimmy like, or his wheelchair. <laughs> None of it. Don't give a damn. All right, let's finish up Upper Deck here with some beer news. There's a new collaboration brew that's coming uh, out of Cleveland. There's a partnership with Thirsty Dog Brewing, which is technically Akron, but close enough. And <laughs> 90- ninety difference, yeah, you know, the, Northeast LeBron Ohio, is from but, Akron. Yeah, but guess what? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Thirsty Dog Brewing has collaborated with ninety-seven point five W O N E, and we are getting a our first ever radio brewery beer. That's a pretty weird combination here. Very the weird. Radio is. Uh, radio stations in on Probably that. Probably why it's the first ever. Nobody's yeah, like, right. hey, you know what we should do? Collabo <laughs> at the radio station. Make a beer. Oh, yeah. Well, let me, hang on to that thought for a second. So this beer is going to be called Rockweiler Ale. It's a caramel-colored deep golden ale, which is going to come in at a measly 4.5% ABV. Wamp, wamp. So it's basically a Bud Light. Uh, and it's going to run you nine seventy five for a six pack. What so a the, fucking scam that the, is! They went to the Braxton School of <laughs> <laughs> School of Scamming. Hey, look at this collaboration, <laughs> and we'll charge you twice as much. Yeah, and it's not that. And it's, it's balls pretty shitty. Um, it's going to start today, uh, the day we're recording this Friday, at Legend Sports Pub and Grill in uh, on tap in Uniontown. And it'll be available by the bottle no later than St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it's weird that they're collaborating with a radio station. Like that's a, uh, I get it from the brewery's perspective. It's like, just an interesting. When I when I found this, sorry, I'm like, huh? I, I didn't really <laughs> understand what the appeal was for either side. Like, if you're yeah. a brewery, and I mean, I get what they're doing. Uh, Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right. you know. So it's Rockweiler, ha ha ha. Yeah, and so you get that, but it, 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 it's the first collaboration because again. Nobody would ever think that that is something that was necessary. So there's some weird collaborations. Uh, Listerman's uh, in Cincinnati collaborated with Paycor. Which the fuck? Is, yeah, exactly. Right. And Paycor's a. Uh, if you don't know, they're they like do 
timesheets and, <laughs> and payroll for companies. Yes. Like that's their, that's their business. So they collaborated with like, cause Paycor is based in Norwood, I guess. And Listerman's is in Norwood. So they were like, Hey, let's do a, a, a Paycor time roll beer. Shandy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> here's, here's the FICA. Bre- oh. I don't know. That's yeah. That, but there's there so there's weird collaborations that happen, and I think they do that because the from the brewery side, it's like all right, if we collaborate with these this radio station, whoever listens to this radio station it's is gonna, gonna buy, buy it beer. Yeah. just to right. buy it, just yes. to say they had it. So it's smart from the brewery side to collaborate with anybody who has some type of following. But from the radio station side, like, what do you get? Unless there's, like, some sort of back-end deal where the radio station's going to be able to, like, uh, drink all the beer they want. Like, maybe (laughs) Thirsty Dog is buying ad space because of it. I don't know. But fucking weird. 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 But I want to try it. Definitely. No, we need to have it on the show. (laughs) (laughs) And and if anybody wants to collabo with a craft brewed sports themed beer, shit, man. But it cannot be Braxton. No, not Braxton. We'll find a we'll find a brewer. We can find somebody. A real brewer? We can find somebody that would brew that for us. You know who might do that? Malt Rats Brewery. Patrick Wright's uh, little company that he's getting started. Maybe although he'll be like, We're gonna do a practice time beer first before, <laughs> before we did your podcast i'm gonna promote my own podcast so maybe that's not the brewery to go with right we'll find somebody to i do wouldn't be mad if he wanted brew, his though. own podcast beer first <laughs> i'd be too. furious i'd be like it was our goddamn idea patrick <laughs> you just brew the beer all right motherfucker no I'm just and kidding, we man. did I have you. uh i mean he's gonna be on the it, show again coming up here a yes weeks. he is Him and hopefully mario hopefully. we might have a crossover show Yes, and it would be our first ever show with two guests. First ever, yep. Yeah. We're going to get that fourth microphone and put it to use here. We've, yes, it's been it's sitting just here been just staring dust. at us. <laughs> Mocking those, us. Those headphones sitting on that microphone like, ah, oh, somebody wear me. <laughs> <laughs> also, we did have Thirsty Dog. We had the, yeah, we've the had 12 a Dogs of Christmas, yep. which was fantastic. Great beer. Then we had Citra Dog, which was meh. You didn't like it because it's yeah. It was I think Citra super Dog hoppy. Was a good beer. It was whatever. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't anything. <laughs> it wasn't all that great. So, I, I mean, I we have to have this beer. Just we got to try because you know it's beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's, unfor- it's unfortunately, beer. being the first, we can't have a radio brewery beer uh, month <laughs> collabo <laughs> month. Like that's not possible. <laughs> It'll be one and done. But Is we the- might be able to find just collaboration month that's true where breweries collaborated with somebody we could get the uh not braxton and graders no we wouldn't <laughs> do that one but we could do that we could do this beer we could do uh, not mortal combat beer we did that <laughs> we could do the fc cincinnati christian moorline ah, collaboration yes. um we could do the listerman Paycor. the listerman <laughs> Paycor, i guess uh maybe can we get somebody from Paycor in on the show to talk <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your business model. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This has been Upper Deck, as always, brought to you by Audible.com and Science this week. It's brought to you by Science. Science. Real science. If we did a fake science. (laughs) If we did a collaboration beer, what would what would we what would we have? What what type type of beer? beer? Yeah. Because I know I know right off the bat IPA's out. We wouldn't do Oh yeah, no, there'd be no IPAs. 
<laughs> which means we also couldn't just go on mine, which, you know, would be a wheat beer. We'd have to find a, a healthy beer. Yeah. Because I love the wheats. You love the IPAs. And I don't love the IPAs. That's, I just tolerate them better than you do. I'm more of a stout and porter fan than okay. I am of an IPA. Well, then uh, I feel like we could make some type of stout or and or porter. We, we both kind of dig that. But yeah. maybe, maybe somewhere in the middle, <laughs> funny enough, maybe it would have to be a golden ale <laughs> like the, oh, the Rockwilder. Can we do something that like messes with people's heads? Like it's uh, like it's a black ale, but it's some type of yes. red. Like uh, it, I don't know, something red. Or with... it might have to be a black and crayon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did dub ourselves. That, so. uh, I think a black ale with like strawberry flavoring would be that could that could work for us, right? <laughs> I just want to see our logo on a beer bottle. That'd be fucking cool as shit, man. It'd be tits. There was a dude that, uh, so Listerman's also paired with, there's a, a YouTube video that went popular. Call, uh, went popular? It went popular. <laughs> <laughs> it went popular. Uh, Viral? <laughs> Viral is the word that I wanted <laughs> to say. It went popular. But popular is how it came out of my face hole. Uh, so wow. uh, the video is called Don't Talk Shit About Norwood. And oh, Listerman's has made that. a "Don't Talk Shit About Norwood" beer. Oh. The video is pretty funny. It's a kid that like just filmed different shit around Norwood, and he was like, "You like say, don't talk shit about you it. like America. We like America. Don't talk shit about Norwood." Like that's the whole <laughs> video. Uh, but they did a "Don't Talk Shit About Norwood" beer, and I was in there when they released it, and I was sitting next to the the guy who made the video at the bar. And I was talking to him, and the the guy from Listerman's came over and handed him the top of the cap, like the uh, top of the keg, like the cap to the keg. Yeah. For and, the first one. And he was like, hey, this was the first batch. Damn. And the kid was like, this is the coolest fucking thing. That is like, pretty I awesome. I want to punch you right now. <laughs> <laughs> punch you right now. <laughs> oh, fuck. Man, it's been an interesting week this week. Uh, it's been NBA trade deadline came up. Your boys made a great Jesus move. Christ. <laughs> what another great week to be a Kings fan. <laughs> There's been so many of those since I stared at my fandom. <laughs> Add this one to the top of the list. So and what it's not it, even funny. It's not even that they traded Cousins. It's the beans on the dollar that they got back for him. They might as well have just given him to the Pelicans. Like, just hand him. Just say, hey, you want Cousins? We'll take back nothing. Okay, when was his contract up, though? He's got another year on it. Okay, so, the so they had him next through next season. next season. Yes. Well, all right, that's thing, a though. little bit rougher. I thought here's, it was if it was the end of this year, it's like well, all right. But well, here's you're... the thing: he was almost a hundred percent for sure to opt in because he has a player option, and because of the way the rules are in the NBA, where you know they incentivize guys to stay where they yeah. are, they make it so that if you re up with your, you know, the team that drafted you or whatever, you can make the most money there. So he actually lost $30 million in this trade because even if he opts in, he could have made 200-some million with the Kings, and now he, he's making $30 million less. All I know is there's a $30 million gap. So he's pissed because he was for sure going to re-up and make that money. But now not only <laughs> did he get traded, he lost out on $30 million. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I don't think he was exactly thrilled in the current situation, but anybody who loses $30 million... I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah, I'd be, like, pretty be pretty pissed if off. I had a, yeah, if I had a, 
a chance at $30 million and I lost it, right. I'd, I'd be pretty pissed. But, it, I mean, is this – like the Pelicans now, with Anthony Davis and with Cousins, like they're they're now a much better team than what they were before. They are, but are he they? Had, I, I mean, I, he's better off than he was in Sacramento, right? Because well, look at it problem, this way. Look at both, it this they're way. They're both very similar players at two very similar positions. They're going to play power forward and center. And I don't know that it can necessarily work. I, it, they definitely didn't get worse. The Pelicans didn't get worse. I just don't know how much better it makes them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not yeah, a move. It's I not. See. A, it's not a move that they go from maybe out of the playoff picture to what the eighth seed or something like that. It's not something that vaults you like you're not all of a sudden. Hey, you're in the conversation with the Cavs and you know the the Warriors. Well, it I think just we need puts to, you in the playoffs. So we need to we need to back up because I don't think anybody, unless there was a major move, nobody was going to get into the level of like Cavs and Warriors. Like it yeah, wasn't was it no... wasn't going to happen. Even some of the crazy trades they were talking about, like Carmelo Anthony getting moved somewhere, yeah, or Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. Like those trades could have potentially taken a team from all right, you were like a three or four seed, and now you're you're going to compete with one of those two. Well, it all well, depends on. I take there's that only back. a couple in of teams the east, that could do yeah, that. Yeah, in the do east, that, yeah. if that happened, it'd be like, all right, well, now that you're going to give the Cavs a run for their money, but I, I mean, I think the the Pelicans got way better. Like, they, there's people talking about them being a borderline super team at this point now with this with the addition of Cousins. Well, they only and I realize they're throwing they, that term around they, now this yeah, year. They certainly are, and the only problem with that argument is that. It's a guard-driven league now. Like the having two big guys, yeah, it's great, and they'll dominate at that one thing. But in a league where it's not as, you know, it's not that big of a deal. the 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 Warriors trot out nobody at center and power forward essentially these days. I mean, they have Draymond Green who plays a, 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 a abbreviated version of a power forward, and they don't really have centers. Draymond like, Green's also awesome at kicking in the dicks. So th- yes, there's that. Maybe and that's so, the strategy. I mean, Cousins is good at getting technicals, <laughs> not so good at kicking people in the dick. Um, well, I mean, you could get a technical for kicking in the dick. Yes. So, I feel like that's the only thing he hasn't gotten a technical so for. Start kicking some dicks. Right. <laughs> I mean, he has. He does lead the league in technicals every year. So there's a, a short list of things he hasn't got a technical for. And I feel like kicking <laughs> people in the dick is one of them. But either way, I don't know that it's like made – and – as upset as I am that the Kings made the trade, I get their thinking of, all right, we just need to blow this whole thing up. It was just that's, that they, Yeah, that's where you're you're in full-on rebuilding mode. Well, they, but the problem is they've been in rebuilding mode now for like 15 <laughs> years. They're always redoing this. It's just always been like, all right, well, we're rebuilding, but we've got the centerpiece of Cousins. And even <laughs> that's the problem, though, is when you're trying to make a psychopath the centerpiece of your team. Because like <laughs> I love Cousins, and he's really talented. Talented and everything, but he's he's crazy. He's not anybody that you necessarily want to build around. I but get- maybe that's the yeah. Maybe that's where he's going to take that thirty million dollar hit and not worry about it because sometimes that change of scenery is all you need. It depends because for him, he's one of those guys that I feel like it, as long as everything's great, he's good. When he was on Team USA this summer and they're winning, they're you know they're super team, everything's good. You didn't hear any. You heard heard stories about how great of a team I did hear. Yeah, you did about it. <laughs> you, you, all you do is hear things about how I heard great it. Of it a went popular. Made. Yes, it did go popular. 
You heard stories about how great of a teammate he was. So when things are good, he's fine. But he's one of those guys when shit's not going great, well, then all shit hits the fan. And so yeah. And in, in the Pelican situation where I don't know how much better they get, like, what do you get from him? I mean, do you get a, a, a model citizen, Cousins? Does he all of a sudden stop doing the, you know, million technicals every game? <laughs> or, you know, do things not go as, like, he thinks or as everybody else thinks and... Do you know? Do you get the same old cousins that you used to seeing? Because I mean, he was a shithead at Kentucky too, and things were going great then. Like I mean, that's true. The book has always yeah. been that he's got anger issues, and you know he's liable to fly off the handle. So, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I have right. no idea. He's fun to watch play, but man, you, you know, at some point, you gotta grow up. <laughs> Eventually, you do. I I say. Don't grow up ever. Oh that's no! I mean, I, I that's perfectly fine with <laughs> ever growing up, but I'm also not a professional athlete who other people depend on. Right? You know, there's not millions of dollars at stake for my maturity level. All right. So there were no other real major trades that that happened that at was the deadline. Quiet ass week. All Everybody, rumors, but all that's the, the crazy thing. Like them. there were so many rumors circulating about Mello and about. Uh, Jimmy Butler, like the, where they were going to end Okay, up. so it's crazy when you talk about trade deadlines, right? Because in the NFL, there's the trade deadline and that doesn't nothing matter. Yeah, yeah, nothing happens. Like the, almost nobody gets moved. In MLB, right. it's a flurry of moves. Yeah. You're so used to seeing guys switch teams and like playoff pictures completely change at the MLB right. deadline. Everybody loves that about the MLB deadline because you, know, you literally can go from uh, you know, uh, things just look shaky. But like a wild running. card possibility. Yeah, to, to a World Series favorite. Yeah, yep. uh, just based off of a couple of moves at the deadline. And then the NBA, I feel like, is somewhere in the middle where there there are some big deals that happen, but there's a lot more talk and nothing ever really yeah. happens. And this was one of those ones that felt more like the NFL trade deadline where a bunch of different names got thrown around, nothing actually happened. Yeah. And, but it, it is like firmly in the middle of the two where there can be some and there have been some deadlines where you're like, oh, man, you know, that kind of swings things or that changes things. And this just so happened that it was it leaned more to the NFL side. of. I think it happened. goes back to what we were saying before, like this this year in the NBA is one of those years where it's like, do we make this move? To get somebody like Jimmy Butler. Is Jimmy Butler the guy that's going to no. let us compete with the Cavs <laughs> or let us compete with the Warriors? Right. And it's not. like it's, it's, it, that's, that's the position you find yourself in if you're a team, not the Warriors or the Cavs, right? Whatever move you make, it's in hopes of winning a championship. Right. Well, whatever move you make, you're asking yourself, does this make me better than the Warriors? No. Does this make me better than the Cavs? No. Then why the fuck even make right. it? Yeah, like, exactly. Kind of not, just like, I'll right. just wait until next year and yeah, see what happens. It, which yeah. is the shittiest part of the right. whole thing of the way the NBA is structured now. They wanted to avoid this exact, yeah, exact problem exactly. where teams feel it's completely hopeless. But here we are still where you've got two teams at the top, two or three teams that maybe could accidentally dethrone them if they play their best basketball for in a seven-game series, and that's it. Everybody else has zero shot. I think from the East, nobody has a shot. I think it's even See, with the Cavs no, I know, but not I, being... I, I feel like but you say that they have no shot, but, I mean, the Raptors are really the only ones who have a legit... Legitimate they, right. they have a they, like have, a they have a puncher's shot. chance, and and that's all you can ask for. Whereas in the West, I mean, I guess the Spurs, the Spurs, yeah, the Spurs have a puncher's chance, and that's it. Yeah, and and so you've got you legitimately have four teams that you're like, 
these four teams can win a championship, and that's that's it. And, and two of those teams, you're already penciling into the championship, right? Right. So, so with the trade deadline, you're you're saying nothing changes. You still got yeah. I mean, it's still Cavs, Cavs Warriors. Warriors in the finals. Like it 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 nothing changed at all. Currently, the Raptors are sitting in fourth place in the East. Doesn't do matter. you think they end up challenging the Cavs? In oh the yeah, Eastern I Conference feel like finals. Uh, or do you think like somebody series, else like the the I Celtics? I feel like that series. No, the Celtics aren't good enough to to really. How about make the Wizards? Noise. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> Wizards are currently third. I don't give a shit. They're overrated. <laughs> they're they they're overrated with their win loss record. Yeah, they're not. A, no, they're not. They're, they're overrated as far as any type of actual contender to the throne. They're they're just there. They're just another team. The Raptors, as constructed, despite whatever you know their actual win loss record. When you're talking about playoffs, they're the only team that's capable roster wise of competing with the Cavs. So it's funny you bring that up. There was a Bleacher Report article that came out that has the Raptors at the number nine ranked roster after the trade deadline for top five. Excuse me, uh, number nine ranked starting five. Yes. Uh, is the Raptors. The Wizards are number four. They're saying their starting five is number four. Uh, so apparently there's a lot of faith in John Wall. Uh, and Bradley Beal. <laughs> I don't right. know why. <laughs> uh, but they're, so maybe the Wizards aren't as overrated as uh, you think they are. I'm uh, just telling you, come play. <laughs> Come playoff time when they're one and done. <laughs> Remember this conversation. Well, I mean, let's face it. I'm bringing up a point, so I'm wrong, and you That's are true. making the opposite point, so you are probably right. So if you're a betting man, don't bet on the Wizards is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, the other big story this week <laughs> that can't not talk about is the, the Magic Johnson thing. <laughs> so <laughs> out of nowhere, Genie Bus comes in and wrecks house and just – it elevates magic to basically the king of the Lakers. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> without a better phrase. And it's it's crazy because he was already in a role with the Lakers. And, you know, the Bus family. What was, was his thing. role before? Uh, I think he was just like a Jerry West type role where he's just like an advisor. He just... There in name only, but he okay. Really, so it wasn't he didn't, really he didn't have, all right. I got you. He didn't really have a roster control. Now he's basically like you know full on. No, no decisions will be made without Magic's yay or nay. I mean, he's. I think this is such a weird fucking trend in sports. It where, is where this you're is getting totally like just watching your team hire John Lynch to fucking right, be the GM right. of your team with no experience. Yeah, it's just like, hey, we're going to get who's our most famous player? Can we get him to be our GM? Right. That's fucking weird to me, and, man. And it does it often doesn't work. Everybody That's knows true. again my love for Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan the GM and the owner pretty much sucks balls. Yeah. He is not Hall of That's Fame the- <laughs> when it comes to being in the front office of an NBA team. He's just not. Well, it's a different. And he's I gotten mean, it's better in the last couple of years, like because he's. I think he's learned more how to delegate and whatnot. Yeah. But like this magic hiring doesn't mean anything to me. Like he, it. If anything, there's more pressure on him because oh well, you're you know one of the greatest players of all time. You, yeah. you should be able to turn it. But 
time and time again we've seen where former players just are not cut out to do the job. It's a whole different set of skills, you know? Like just yeah. because just because you know how it should be done on the court or on the field doesn't mean you can put that together. Yeah, you <laughs> could be the guy that finds it. I don't know. I I just think it's a weird trend in sports and I wish they would go away from it and and teams would realize like, "Hey, these guys were great and I'm happy that they put us where they did." Right. That's it. Let's not fucking hire him to front office positions. Well, they don't. I mean, the Kings have Vladi Divac. A king right. great. <laughs> GMing them. I mean, that, that's what these teams do. Yeah, just it's weird. Hire a former player. They got to know what they're doing, <laughs> right? It's awful. Like, And I don't know whether or not Magic will be any good at it. Because, I mean, you've got other former players who have been successful. Who were, funny enough, the less successful players end up making the better That's who GM. it always seems the, up. the greater players end up making the worse yeah. like front office guys. That well that's that's how it always seems to be the case and it's not just like players uh that that move into GM roles like if you think about players that become coaches yeah, same the, thing. Normally it's the the players who weren't that great. Yeah, just middle of the road or whatever guys. Yeah. I mean look at Doc Rivers, he was just a whatever guy as an NBA player. My theory on that is the because those middle of the road guys need more coaching. Right. The the superstars are ignoring the coach well, or are ignoring the front office. And also, the, the old adage is, you know, not knowing how to do it. Yeah, doesn't those mean, who, yeah. you know, those who those who know. can, yeah. yeah, those who can do, those who can't teach, and that's right. I, I yeah, I I would rather, but but if you're the Lakers and you you hire like some oh this guy used to play for the Lakers in the '60s and nobody knows his name, people in LA are gonna be like, who the fuck are you? I didn't even know that was Laker. Well, and not to. <laughs> I, this is going. I can't say this without sounding like oh, I'm tooting my own horn. But I feel like I never really played baseball past a certain level. Yeah, and it was just I didn't. You know, I didn't even play high school ball. But I feel like I could coach baseball pretty well because I know everything that you're supposed to be able. to Oh, do. I'm sure I you could. could. Stop <laughs> it. See, that's what I'm saying. Like no matter I was how just I being said, a dick. Oh, I know, I know. But I'm like, and people listen to like, ah, oh, jeez. Oh, Scott would make a great coach. Yeah, he, he thinks he'd be a great coach. What a shocker. <laughs> but I mean, like, I I feel like I could do that job, even though I never could do it. And execution myself all that. Yeah. Time. Like, I know the fundamentals and rules of baseball well enough to be able to teach. Like, I'm not saying that I could go coach on a pro level or anything like that. But I, if one day somebody was like, we really need you to coach, you know, your son's youth team or something, <laughs> I'd be able to do it with some <laughs> level of competency. I could teach those kids how to fucking kneel down for the ball and right. get in front of it. Yeah. That's what I could teach. And take the extra base, you know, or move over a runner. Like, just the fundamentals. All right, can I tell a story real quick? Uh, it's our podcast. You yeah, can do I can whatever tell a story. you want. I, so I helped a buddy of mine coach his son's little league team. Uh, 10 to 12 year olds. Okay. And uh, it was just him and I coaching. There was nobody else coaching. So I, most of my job was doing the books. But when we were batting, we had to have somebody on first base coaching and somebody on third base. So I was coaching first base for, for this team. And we had our fastest kid just walked and he's sitting on first base. And I lean in and I was like, hey, man, first pitch, you're going. And he was like, yeah, awesome coach. So, so we had a runner on first, runner on third, and I, the coach at third base, the head coach, gives the signal. I'm like, I already got it. I know. I fuck it. Yeah, we're going. We're, I got it. 
So the, the pitcher, who's an 11-year-old kid, kicks up, and I was like, go. And the kid takes off for a second, and the pitcher just did the fucking fake throw. Like, he did the move where you can... Yeah. Where, and I, I was dead in the water. I was like, fuck! Get back! Ah, <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> fucked! You had one job! My buddy, looking at third base, just throws his hands up in the air at me. <laughs> And then drops him and was like, dude, across the diamond. And I was like, yeah, man, I just, uh, that one's on me. I got picked off by an (laughs) 11-year-old. That was the only way that that story could end. When you said, let me tell you a story, I'm like, well, it's going to be something stupid and awful. It was me getting picked off by an 11-year-old. On the very first time you had to make the call. uh, Yeah. No, we, I don't think we ever had an opportunity to steal before that, but I was like, that's what I'm saying. We fucking got it. Yeah, you're going. Your first time in the limelight. Pressure's on you, coach, and you blew it. You shattered in the my in my defense, that move has since been ruled illegal. Uh, they're they're not allowed to make well, that move anymore. As soon as you said anymore. that, I'm like, wait, they, in little league, they, yeah, they're not was, doing the fake throw to first yeah, thing. Dude, this team was good. This team was fucking. Well, that's good. fine, but I wouldn't even think uh, it was, that was the. It's the well, it's not a fake throw. It's not the fake throw to first. It's the fake throw to third, and then. You're okay, to, but yeah, but fake throw to a base versus you know, fucking killed me. The kid so kicked his leg straight up so that he didn't balk, and then fake threw to third. And our dude was like midway between first and Jesus. second base, and I was just like, ah, well, I'm fucked. I'm gonna go sit over here, and you got you want me to get the book back up? I can keep score like a motherfucker, coach. <laughs> My point being. It's not that easy to coach even a little league team. Look, I, again, I'm not saying that I can coach. I feel like an 11 year old can fucking psych you out, bro. No, I, I get it. Like in the moment, coaching like that, I'm talking about like, hey, it's situational hitting. Uh, you know, try to hit it this way or try to do, not as far as stealing and when to go there. You're gonna tell a 10 year old where to hit it. Like they're gonna be able to pull the ball. Come hey. on, man. This is hey. this is Little League. Hey. You're lucky if they're swinging the bat. <laughs> hey. <And laughs> I'm just saying. I can tell them what they should be trying to do. <laughs> I can teach the fundamentals. <laughs> I can't make them do it. Step out. Pull this one. You got to pull this one. Look at where the left fielder is. <laughs> Kid's like, what are you talking about, coach? They would understand. I would make them understand. They'd understand. They wouldn't be able to fucking do it. Well, yeah. That's two different things. Again, I can coach. I can't can't do it. Can't make you do it. I can just tell you what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, shit. Oh, that's like the... You ever have those, like, memories that just creep back up in your head every once in a while, and you're just like, oh, fuck, that was stupid. Like, I did something stupid. (laughs) Never have those. That pretty impeccable life I got going on. That here. getting picked off by an eleven-year-old is one of those that, like, I'll just be. I sitting wouldn't there, put that on your resume. I'll be sitting there on the couch, like, just watching TV, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I got picked off by an eleven-year-old <laughs> once. <laughs> oh wow, that's pretty awful. <laughs> it's, uh, it just makes me feel bad for my son because he does not. I'm just gonna be like, go! Oh, my bad, kid. You yeah. shouldn't have gone. You should. Sorry, dude. Don't we'll listen. get him next time. Don't listen to daddy. 
Speaking of baseball, I know we've we've uh, talked a, a lot about baseball with this, uh, with this episode, but the rules changed a little bit this week. Not officially. They approved it yeah, to change. Yeah, it's going to change. No, it is. But then <laughs> my favorite was, so they announced the, the change. When the, they were talking about the walk rule as far as no more throwing. Walk. Yeah, no more actually pitches. throwing the four pitches. You can just signal from the dugout, hey, intentional walk, runner, or the batter takes his base, and everybody goes on with their life. Trying to speed up the game, which I don't think that this speeds up the game much at all. This isn't one of the things that I would no, be harping that's on. Not the, that's not it, the go-to. Where and I'm like, funny enough, I, I read something where intentional walks were only happening at a rate of once every, like, three games. Yeah. I'm like, damn. So it's, like, really inconsequential. Like, I don't – It's, it's I never nothing. really paid attention how often I see an intentional walk in general, but I would have guessed that it happened more often than once every three games. So it's more or less pointless. And – you know, I don't, I don't. I guess I don't care one one way or another because it's not, it's not affecting things enough. No, it's a dumb good rule. or well, bad. So I, I guess I could kind of see the idea of because the thing that people always point to when, or the people have pointed to this week is uh, Miguel Cabrera stepping out and like getting a single when they were trying to intentionally walk him. They yes. Were, so first well, of all, and Vladimir Guerrero always swinging at anything that came yeah. off the plate. And he he did actually get a hit one time on an intentional walk. Which, if you get a single on an intentional walk, same thing fucking, as walking. Yeah, yeah who gives a shit? A like, there's no big difference there. It's not like you drove in a run doing it. They, you know, you flared one off and moved everybody up just like they they were planning on. But anyways, I I. Uh, I don't think it saves any time. It's it's kind of a pointless rule change. And if they're looking at speeding up the game, this isn't no. This isn't the way to do it. It's no. a it, like you said. It's it's inconsequential all around. Uh, were there anything else that that came out that they were looking at? Like I didn't even see any other rule changes proposed for this year. Um. Well, Manfred got pissed because it, there was a whole litany of rules changes that they were trying to push across. And I'm trying to remember what the one was the 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 players union basically just flat out. Oh, it was um, the pitch clock, which they've been that they instituted in the minors a couple of years ago that they've been using. Oh, yeah. And the and moving the strike zone back up. Oh, that's right. And the strike both, zone. Yes. And so both of them got shot down by the players union. They're like, no. Yeah. And then Manfred got pissed and basically sent to him and said, hey, um. So you can either talk about this and we can figure this out or I'll just unilaterally do this. And he, they've got like a year to negotiate. He went, he he went executive and, order on it. Yeah, him. he <laughs> went Trump and was just like, I'll do this. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I was all for the strike zone going back to, you know, being because uh, yeah. they were raising it two inches, right? Like it yes. was going to above the kneecaps instead of below. Yes. So presumably we get more balls in play because, you know. Less strikeouts is what is what the hope is, because there's been you know so many strikeouts the, the the numbers have gone off the charts within the last five years. So I think that's counterintuitive though. If we're looking at shortening the game, and yeah, the, no, they, and the, they're getting rid of the intentional walk, but they're shrinking the strike zone. Yeah, shrinking yes. the strike zone to be like, hey, we want these guys to hit more. Like that doesn't that doesn't shorten the game at all. You're gonna have. Right. Yeah, you're going to get more balls well, in play. Idea, I was going to say, the idea in general is to have more balls in play, more action, less just 
guys working the count or yeah. strikeouts where there's nothing happening. Man, but. Joey Votto's going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just walk more somehow. That's true. He'll somehow shrink that strike zone even right. further. Well, that's your your sports news for the week. Should I should I talk about You want to talk about your gaping buttholes? Oh my god. All right, so this week we uh we expanded our coverage. <laughs> that sounds bad. We expanded to New Orleans actually. I was trying to catfish cousins on this on ah. this week. <laughs> uh but no, we we went to New Orleans to uh to try to get some additional replies. I got two replies this week. Here's the nice thing about New Orleans so far that uh I was pretty happy about. No pictures. Okay. I didn't I, get I thought maybe they were going to say, "Hey, I I also offer you a po' boy." I like that. I got <laughs> I got this butthole and I'll bring you a sandwich. <laughs> His butthole and a po' boy. Yeah. Uh, I no. mean, that'd be a pretty sweet deal. I don't know how you could turn that one down. <laughs> no, I had two responses. Come for the butthole, stay for the po' boy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, no, I had two responses. This guy said, yeah, man, regular guy here, two exclamation points. Whoa, extra regular. Yeah. 38, five foot seven, 160, medium build, clean, discreet. DD free. What's DD free? Uh, uh, new terminology did you that I picked. I did have to Google that. Okay. It's uh, drug and disease free. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yes. I was like, well, I, I appreciate that. So uh, no AIDS and a po' boy. Yeah. And good. the the second answer that I got was, uh, it just said, 5'10", 220 pounds, stocky build, solid. Clean DDF. So apparently this is like a thing in New Orleans that they have to say drug and disease free. Hmm. That's like a code in New Orleans. So I replied to both of them saying, I appreciate it, but I am not DD free and I don't want to <laughs> give you up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Broke them down hard. Just I got all the diseases. I, mean, I did. had sex with Magic Johnson once. <laughs> Things didn't go well. Here I am. I just had to... I had to do something to entertain myself with those responses. Wow. But that means five responses down. I got 15, 15 more oh, to go. God damn it. So <laughs> well, while you're lamenting that, you, what, go ahead. What city am I going to for this week's uh, post? Because let's just go a different city. Let's go week. back out west. How about Seattle? Seattle. All right. So that's going to go live in Seattle tomorrow. So that's going to be an interesting one. I'm yeah, interested what to I'm see saying. what the we'll responses what are. Yeah. For the record, I am DD free. I'm just throwing that out there. You said you weren't. Though. I said I wasn't, but I am DD free. Mm, we might have to do a show, a live show <laughs> test. To get, you get that confirmed. <laughs> Invite a doctor on the show to <laughs> confirm that you are indeed DD free. I am. I am DDF. <laughs> you're, you're DTF, but you're not. Whoa! DTF. Whoa! <laughs> Easy there, Jersey Shore. What the uh, fuck, man? Uh, hey, we should also mention uh, last week we forgot to honor Jim Ballant with his burn of the week. He hit us early with his burn. <laughs> and that, that sigh you heard was Mike because he got burned. <laughs> uh, on last week's episode, Jim hit, a, hit him with the, the sick burn early in the week. And this week he followed it up. With another sick burn, Jim seems to be the only one who enjoys burning us, and he particularly enjoys burning one 
Mike Burlow. What? All right. What were his burns? Because I don't like. Okay. I remember the so, first one. Well, the first one I I forgot because he had because it, it wasn't good. I know. I no, know. no, no, no. It was good, <laughs> but it, I and I told Jim we had the exchange back and forth. He he says them, and it's always he listens to the show usually on Monday, and so. He burns on Monday, and then by Friday, um, I'm yeah. always just like, oh, early burn of the week nomination, and then don't think about it, and nobody ever burns us again the rest of the week. Generally. Yeah, you guys realize there's a, a phone line that you can call and burn, too. <laughs> like, you, can, you can call anytime, 440 We actually drunk. make it pretty easy it's for you It's super easy to call and shit. make fun of us, and whatever you want to do, 440-37-DRUNK. And Leave so, a message anytime, 24 hours a day. So yeah, so I had to go back, and he sent me a screen grab. So um, we were going back and forth, arguing over something. And that, that's where I'm not entirely sure what it was. But I was basically instigating and had told Jim to of finish you. Of course you were. Of no, course no, you I were. never do that. Told, told him to finish you. And Jim responded with, I'll just wait till Mike starts doing shows again, referring to your comedy shows, and said, then make plans with him. Hey, Mike, let's go do this. Not like you're doing anything. I don't. I don't get that one. That's not a. I don't think that's a good burn. I'm gonna go out on. I'm gonna say that's not a good burn. No, it actually it's, sounds like not a good burn <laughs> when I'm reading it back. But in the context of in the context of the conversation when we we're doing the back and forth, it's it in, was good. It's an all right. It's also comment. it's also a two week old. Not burn, like so. you're doing anything. <laughs> No, I'm going to say that's not a burn of the week. That wasn't good. Well, it's a burn right. of the week because it was the only burn we got. Okay, well, that just because there's only one nominee in the category <laughs> doesn't mean that they don't take home the title. I'm also saying... Congrats, you, Jim, on your win b- from by default. Ago. All right, fine. You just keep on poking the bear because... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Jim won't have any problems stepping his game up this week. Like, I feel like he's been pretty lenient the last well, couple he weeks. He has been. He hasn't said and, shit. And you now have kicked the sleeping giant. I mean, I kind of kicked the sleeping giant when there was some Twitter back and forth this week. And uh, Joe had said something, and Jim chimed in to, the, to what Joe had tweeted. And I just tweeted out uh, the uh, where I, I said I don't. Give a I don't give a damn about no damn Jim Ballant. It's what I said, <laughs> Which basically. Is pretty funny. Uh, and he responded back with a Connor McGuigle. Connor McGuigle. Wed Jesus. Fucking mushmouth. Connor McGregor gif said the question is why are you talking shit. <laughs> Which is fair. That's another good gif. Was that the burn of the week for no, this week? No, well, his burn of the week actually came when we sent out the the clip where I yawned and then I came back. <laughs> Came back and said, which was true, that it had nothing to do with Mike. And, you know, sometimes you drink beer. And, you know, I got two kids that keep you up. And it's just, you know, you're young, whatever. And then Mike had said, or Jim had said that you didn't entertain me like you used to, implying that our relationship was one of a. You know, little a, rocky, a, a marriage one, yeah. And yeah. Then, you know, it wasn't like before where you know you you do stuff to spice things up in the bedroom. <laughs> so I'm not even entirely sure whether it was a burn on me or you or what, or just a burn on both of us. Either way, that was that was the winning burn because again, nobody even took a shot. So, uh, Joe had a shot. Uh, Joe did. Joe fired up with 
Uh, how the hell at Mike Verlon do you not have the air horn queued up on the board? That that's Hashtag right. Joe, you had one job. Joe did call. That's you what out. started the whole thing with uh, the the gifts back and forth with Jim and I. Right. Yes. Which I thought was pretty good, and he's right. I didn't have it queued up, and we had to improvise and do the bam 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 ourselves. But oh, you know, yeah. (laughs) I was sitting there thinking. I was like, when when I originally read Joe's tweet that it was something that got edited out, and I'm like, I guess Mike just didn't edit that part where nope, it it was was a long pause or something. No, it was. We were. I don't even know what we were talking about. That we busted out the remix air horn, and Joe called it out that I. I had to do the sound effect instead. Suck. Of, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'll admit it, but sometimes this shit goes on the fly. All right, let's let's lay this out here. We we record the show Friday night. We get done around eleven thirty, and then after we're done, I sit there and I fucking write up the the show thing and post it. I don't spend a lot of time editing. You know, I don't fucking. And that was a spur of the moment thing with the air horn. I didn't know that was happening in the episode. Maybe I'll fucking be prepared next time, but not this time. Well, I think Joe just won because he just went on <laughs> epic rant based off his. So it was sorry. stupid. There's no need for that rant. That was sorry. stupid. Sorry, Jim. You don't take back to back ones. You just did not make it this week. And uh, Joe. Congratulations, you are our burn of the week. Just because you got me all fired up. Yep. Whatever, man. It's fine. It wins. Fuck this shit. <laughs> you want to consume it or can it? Let's do it. All right, consume it or can it, as always, by, uh, brought to you by FireFan. Go download the app. Use the code CRAFTBEER, all one word, capital C, capital B, Craft Beer. They just added college basketball, so now I'm interested again. So fucking get on the app. Go download it and play along. They added college basketball and Xavier sucks so much balls that I'm oh, no longer right. watching college basketball. So <laughs> that actually doesn't help. Four losses in a row. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Can't score. They're so bad. Against anybody. They're so bad. Who would have thought that losing Sumner would be remember, that Remember when we started the year? It was like, who's overrated? And I immediately said Xavier at seven. I didn't know we were that overrated. Did you ever think UC would be like borderline top 10 at this point of the year? Because no, I didn't. I was no, like, there's no, no way. No, I certainly didn't, but I also still don't buy them. I don't care yeah. what they've done because that conference is it's garbage. It's garbage And it turns out beating us ain't shit either. So. Yeah, that's not a big win. <laughs> I, I don't know what to actually think of UC, and I feel like it's UC. You know what they're known for? Not getting to the second weekend. Yep. Getting to the second game and going home, and guess what? I feel like that's what they'll still do with this team because I I don't think there's anything special about. There's them reports at all. this week that Xavier's still in. They're still even as garbage. Oh, Lunardi as they are. still has them in. Yeah, that's which is crazy, insane right? because I thought for sure we'd be out, and if not, you know, a play-in game would right. be as much as we are. But no, I guess we've reached that status where it doesn't matter. It's that it's Big East like Conference. A few years ago when Kentucky made it in and they had no business being in and they were an eighth seed yep. and ended up running through to like the, the Elite Eight or something. That's going like to happen that. this year. I'm telling you, Xavier's going to like make a run where it's like, what the fuck? This team doesn't deserve to be here. And They don't deserve to be in the tournament, but it's going <laughs> to Something crazy is going to happen. I hope that it does, but I'll feel kind of shitty because I always argue that, you know, no, you know, you shouldn't just get an off name recognition right. or conference or whatever. Like benefit of the doubt, basically. Yeah, and I guess we're to that point. But I don't. I honestly don't feel like we deserve to be in. Right nope, now definitely not. All. But it's end of February, which means we're turning the the calendar over, heading into March. It's about to be some March Madness. We will get a March Madness pool going. And, yes, uh, get in on that. We'll tweet out the link to it. Get in. I I'm even going to throw up a prize for this one. Whoever 
Not whoever. Whoever. Well, yeah. Whoever wins the the bracket, I'm gonna buy you a six pack of one of the beers we've had on the show. Cool. So I'll take um, some Christmas now. Fuck you. What? We'll see oh, about you, that. you pretend like we'll I, about I, that. I didn't win the, the bowl challenge, bro. You're pretending like I haven't won every bet we've done on the show so far. Here's the thing. Okay, cool. Here's the Whatever. thing. Just Brackets like are so. It's not uh, like uh, uh, it's all fucking pure dumb luck. Here comes excuses. Yeah, because there's always like the girl in the office who wins just picking based on which mascot she and, likes and, best. And then there's me who's going to run shit. We'll see. All right. Okay. There you go. All right. There you go. Fucking bracket pick them coming up. We'll see who wins this one. What do you think of this beer? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all fired up now. Did Joe tweet this bullshit? Fuck this shit. Not really. I love you, man. You all right? <laughs> Schizophrenic over here. Uh, the beer's okay. Um, it is super happy. It stayed that way despite being our last black beer of the month and it mattering. <laughs> I'm going to consume it because I've had worse IPAs and it, as far as IPAs go, it's not too bad. Yeah. It's not something that I'd seek out for sure though. Like that's, that's the thing. I, it, it's not anything that I'd necessarily recommend. I, I'm going to consume it because... You can find worse IPAs. That's, I'm, I'm rating it on an IPA scale. And so for an IPA, it's not bad. It it definitely has the mind fuck going for it of the, you know, being a dark IPA, which still is mind boggling. But it's it's nothing to write home about. That's fair. But you're consuming it. Yeah, I'll consume it. So can we, so let's go back through this month's beers. I can two of them. You which can is more than two. two. Yeah, yeah. You can two beers. And the black during beer Black month, History the black, month. The black guy on you the show can two beers bitch, and was close to canning three. This was uh, this was close. I thought you were about to can this one. And I was about no. to say you realize you only consumed one black beer <laughs> this whole month. You right? consumed one black beer, but you did two. All right, that's it. you reluctantly consumed two. Yeah. Wow. So despite. Acknowledging that black beers matter. <laughs> Maybe it's just to say that I, I enjoy a black beer. I got a black beer? <laughs> Look at my fridge full of white ales. I, but there's one black beer in there. I'm not racist. I got a black beer. Oh, uh, shit. Well, I'm going to prove that I'm not racist. I'm consuming this one, too. So I'm consuming three out of the four black beers. And the only one that I canned was the the really shitty one. The universally canned one. Also, that's probably why this one is getting a uh, consume. If that one didn't suck so bad on the heels of this, I probably would have like canned this. But thinking, well, last week I drank an ashtray. <laughs> this week I didn't. I feel like any beer could have shown up this week and I would have consumed it just because of that. <laughs> it, it followed the shittiest president of all time. <laughs> Greater's beer was the trump of black beers. That's for sure. Oh shit! Well, I'm consuming it because I don't think it's it's a bad beer. Like I, I, I agree with you. And as somebody who's not a big IPA fan, which I think we need to do that this summer, let's do an IPA month to really try to get. That's fine. Some because I think that's the only way you get used to IPAs is you drink more of them. Yeah, and I I can see that, and it's not again had the conversation a million times just IPAs that I I'm like oh this is good and I can do it. and we had the the Sculpin IPA yeah. and that was at you that need was some one fruit of, you need some fruit in your IPA. yeah yeah maybe that's the key but I you know it's just 
it's just a taste thing. It's just so bitter. It's very bitter. It's it, this beer is hoppy. Like I, I thought the malts were were masking the hops more than they were. They're not actually. Like as I've gotten <laughs> yeah. normally, as you get like deeper into the IPAs, it's like less. I don't taste. even taste the hops. Right. But at this point, I'm three deep, and I'm like. Yeah, it's still pretty hoppy. Like, it might have gotten more hoppy. Um, but I think it's good. I think it's a really good beer. I don't think it's overly hopped. Um, it's definitely one that's a two-toothbrush. We talked about that early in the show. This is a this is yeah. a double this is double Ain't no brush. way I'm going to be allowed in bed tonight before the toothbrush hits the teeth. Yeah, two two of them. I, I'm going to have to do two. I'm going to have to do the toothbrush and mouthwash. Uh, yeah, toothbrush and mouthwash, or two two, two, two brushes, brushes yes. uh, but not two toothbrushes and a mouthwash, which, <laughs> is, which was what Pliny the Elder was. That was Ugh, that was that a was double gross. brush and mouthwash. This is this is a two brush IPA, uh, but it's good, man. I I, I like just it. Burn my mouth off at Pliny the Elder. <laughs> I like it. I'm consuming it. So that means I consumed three out of the four black beers. You barely consumed two. two. Barely has been consuming or can it brought to you by auto, uh, by Firefan, not Audible. <laughs> <laughs> it's brought to you by Firefan and Black History Month. God damn it! Now we move into my. This month. was the dream. It moves into my month next. Every month is White History Month. No, this is March. I know Irish. That you goddamn right. <laughs> how funny would it? How Irish funny would it be if the, if the McGregor fight gets announced on St. Patrick's Day? I think that's what they're waiting for. Yeah, they could be. Which we, we got good guests scheduled for that. We're trying to get Is that some when guests. We're trying to get uh, that's when. Patrick yeah, we're trying to get Patrick Mario? and Mario on St. Patty's Day. Let's make that happen. I think so. We're also trying to get to some breweries. Yes, we got some feelers out We're trying there. To, trying to do a live show for you guys at a brewery. I say live, but it's a podcast, so it's never truly live. But <laughs> we're going to be live recorded at, at a brewery. Yeah. yeah, that's what it would be. It'd be recorded at a brewery. Uh, there's a couple that we're trying to get in. You know, whatever. If if it doesn't happen, we'll fucking we'll right. do what we do and have beers and have fun. It don't matter. We uh, just thought it would be cool to try to do something at a brewery, get in touch with some brewmasters, and have them come on the show and discuss their beer. Uh, probably won't be at Braxton because we've shat on them quite a bit. <laughs> Nobody from that place is listening. No, they don't give a fuck. That's fine, but if they, they did, don't give a fuck, if they did, I wouldn't want them to listen to last two. That's for sure. <laughs> We'll stick to the the Nero episode where we had the storm and like jizzed all over Braxton. We'll, we'll be like, hey, check that one out. That was the one we had Braxton. I think so. I could not remember. I knew we had another Braxton at one point, but I, think I could that not was for the, the life of me remember which episode it was. And it was Storm too. I, that was, it the was other Storm. Thing. I yeah, remember which beer it was. It was definitely Storm. Gotcha. I, and it may have been the Nero episode, but whatever. Well, yeah, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of definitely hitting you by now. Hey man, this is the week. This is uh, the last week of February. First, uh, the beginning of March. This is my son's birthday week, man. I'm, hey, I'm pumped. That's right. We do have a birthday party next so I'm, week. Yeah. I'm putting this down. Happy birthday to my little boy. One year, I made it. I didn't fuck up in the first year. At least nothing that's visible yet. We'll see. We'll see. Long term. We'll see how this manifests. <laughs> He's gonna be like my dad. He used to do a podcast where he. Solicited men, <laughs> and here I am. He's gonna listen to this shit and be like, "Dad, what the fuck were you doing?" 
This has been Craft Fruit Sports. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter at Craft B Sports. Hit up the drunk line, whatever you want to talk about. It's fucking a weird time of the year. We got nothing to talk about. You, Help us. You hit us up, 440-37-DRUNK. You can follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore junior. This has been Craft Root Sports. Cheers, everybody. Out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 